0: We're up to a Iish uh, in the new in the new printing. That's on page Shin ma'am. Iish and In the old printing it's ice hof Thank god, at least they kept the uh they kept that consistent. Thanks, Scott. Right, the the Rebbe here in these last few pieces has has been talking about has been talking about wanting, wanting to become better. Chukis kisufim, taivim. The person's trying, and the importance of the importance of trying, not just remaining in the theoretical, but becoming something which at least, at least, there's some steps that are practical taken towards. Applying that shuka, that longing to become better. Or else not only will the person not notice any changes in his life, but it could be that those very same shukas, the longings can be the source of of a new level of anguish, a new type of anguish, of unfulfilled unfulfilled longings and hopes. The Rebbe's giving an eitz over here, Im Kvarni sees a Remember we were talking last week about how even even if it's for a moment, even for a moment it's important for a person to be able to escape the confines of physical life, even if later on he's gonna end up falling back into that. We spoke about that in Aisha Bays. So here the Rabbi is giving us an aitzah Imkvarni says if you tried if you've tried everything. That's that's a that's a lot. So, words, if you've tried what you could do, and you haven't been able to change. If you've struggled to awaken yourself using all these different using all different uh, etzes to try to to try to come to that awakening, and it didn't work, and you still find yourself. Not being able to be careful of those things that you should be careful with. In other words, there are failures. There are, there are failures when it comes to proper observance of paramitzvahs. And you find also at times that even your desire to grow is waning, is getting weaker. It's not growing at all. You haven't been changing. So the Rabbi says, do this. Do this ba'atmacha, <laughs> uh, this really works. ba'atmacha <laughs> Imagine in your mind, try to imagine, paint yourself as the ultimate person that you could be. See yourself, ba'atmacha <laughs> shatat That doesn't mean that you're sitting in the chasm and you go up to say, t- t- you know, to be Masada Kedush. <laughs> That's not what he's talking about. It. This is only by yourself. No, don't get, don't get carried away. <laughs> picture yourself as the ideal person that, that you wish you could be. That you wish you could be, the ideal Jew that you wish you could be. And in your mind, in your imagination, picture the greatness of your, of your neshama, of, of your neshama and its source. You know we've discussed this many times that our nisham is people often have people often make them, make the mistake to think that that as long as we're alive and the is just over here and then after the person is 120 and he leaves the world says the neshama returns to shemayim. That's a, that's a very common mistake. As we exist here, the Nishama exists above as well, in its root and its source. Each and every one of us has, the, ha, ha, has, has strings connected to the higher root of who we are. That's why even if we might not, there are times that we are, are, are suddenly awakened by a, 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 a surge of spirituality. And it could have to do, it has to do with something that's taking place in the shoresh of one's neshama. That in, that in that world, in that place, on that level, something is happening. Of course, we're trying to draw our vote into this world. So the Rabbi is saying here is that, is that a person should try to imagine, to try to think what it would, what it's like being a Tzadi. And his neshama and his source, that Akash Baruch himself with all the malachim are delighting with your neshama. And accompanying you and neshama and together with you and neshama he says, immerse yourself and put yourself into this thought, into this imagination, and it should be before your eyes. Then it's impossible. If you have that thought before your eyes, it's impossible that that you shouldn't be awakened to be more careful in this particular at this particular moment of life. In other words, it could be that you're going through a difficult time and you have to make a decision, or you're being tempted in a way that's very, very, very difficult—a a temptation that's almost impossible. You feel that you can't, you can't possibly, uh, you can't possibly overcome. So the Rebbe says that if a person at that time tries very hard in his mind, in his d'myynus, to think of what he would look like, what's the ideal, what's the ideal person, ideal Jew. And to see himself as that tzaddik that he could be, and that he should be, and that he really wants to be, and to even imagine in detail how he would look and what he would be doing. <clears throat> so it's almost impossible to be It's almost impossible to to fail when a person has that in mind. It, that's how we try to look at our children, hopefully. So we see our children. Therefore, we're much stricter usually with our children than we are with ourselves. If you hear, if you hear a child, if you see the child is not, is not behaving a certain way, you have very strong prejudice, even on yourself. You think, Listen, mela, I'm already no good. But my, but my child, my child, I want to be my, my child. I want to be a tzaddik. So therefore, we're very, very worried that the child shouldn't. You know, how many people are so worried that the child shouldn't see this television show? Oh, what's going to happen with my child? I better make sure he doesn't come in and watch this television show. Right? So he shouldn't come in to watch the television show. That means that means for you, for you, it's permitted. Ella, a person has chukas and is He sees the child as a tzaddik, and he wants the child to be. He wants the child to be that person whom he's, who he feels he can no longer be. He can no longer be. Therefore, it's important. It's important that a person, at times, strengthens within himself that vision of, of of the person that he really, really wants to be, or the person he would like his child to be. And when he has that strongly in his mind, and he goes into many details in his imagination, so it's, go, it's going to strengthen him to be able to okay. deal with it, with a particular with a particular temptation, with this particular difficulty that has right now in life. He says, You won't want to spoil and, and sully and dirty that, that beautiful picture that you have in your mind of, of who you really, really want to be and who you are. You see yourself in the embrace of the King of the world. You see yourself so close to Hashan. And if a person has that strongly in his mind, it's very difficult to sin. Not only will you not fail and give in to that temptation, but you will find that there will be a tshuka, there will be a longing for holiness, for greatness, that that to be for that madrega that you imagine yourself being able to reach. But this is something that that you can't. It doesn't work. It was just a fleeting. It was just a fleeting thought. That's why that's why we've spoken about this many times. That when Yosef Atzadik was in danger with the wife of Potiphar, right, with the wife of Potiphar, when she when he was in danger. So what saved him ultimately was the Musdikna Shol that he saw the image of his father. And the rabbi says that also in many places that it's very important to use to use visualization when a person is being drawn, God forbid, into something which is not good. Or in a positive way, it's also fun, fantastic. But particularly, particularly when a person is Khalila being drawn into something which is not good. And we spoke about this last year in B'nei Mach Taiva. If a person would have, at that moment, if he would strongly, strongly, if he, if he would strongly visualize, he would strongly visualize uh, his father. If his father is someone who was particularly strong in that area, or to visualize the face of a Rebbe that he had. And to see his Rebbe's face and to see what his, and, and how would his Rebbe look at him, if he would, if his rabbi would see him doing this, or to, or to, to imagine the face of a great tzaddik that he's that he, that perhaps he's met, that it's a very very powerful thing. And, and and as I've mentioned many many times, it's important that we be the images that our children can have, right? When they go through difficult times in the years ahead, that our children should be able to visualize us and to think that my father. My father, how would my father act under these circumstances? And if the child's answer is, he would go ahead and have a blast, then, then, then our children are in bigger trouble than us because the generations are getting weaker. So our children have to be able to, in difficult times that they're going to have in life, to be able to visualize us, us, at, the, at that moment, to see, to see my father. to see. But here the Rabbi is saying to see oneself in, in one's ideal state. In one's ideal state. And that could have a powerful, powerful effect of a person this last this next piece this next tyrekhaf hay it's taking into account the the events of this week um, it's quite uh, it's quite sobering look look and the Rebbe was referring to, s- to certain circumstances that we'll speak about in the moment that were going on there were things that were going on in, in, in those terrible years of difficulty of, uh, between the wars when the when there were horrible financial difficulties and um, and uh, formerly well-to-do Jews who, who had lost everything as a result of the moham for World War one people don't you know if you don't realize what, what happened in World War one it's so overshadowed of course by World War two but World War one was a Gefalocordman and 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 the, and really from that time and on uh, the Jewish community was never the same uh, the, the, the the Jews uh, of Europe and the and the impact that World War One had on the communities was something we often don't think about and we don't study because it's because once it came to the to the Holocaust, it's it's it, it, it's just very difficult for us to to compare anything to the Holocaust. It's impossible, not difficult. It's impossible to compare anything to the Holocaust. But those were very very terrible years between World War One and World War Two. So the Rebbe says the following. <laughs> The Rebbe says don't only cry over, over Jews who are committing suicide, who are physically ending their lives. The Rebbe says we should cry not only over, not only over Jews who are committing suicide, physically, but we should cry also over Jews who are slowly destroying their lives. Who are committing suicide day by day, moment by moment, who are destroying their lives? <laughs> the Olam, the Jewish world, and the world in general during those years, complaining, crying over the general feeling of, of hafkaras <laughs> the meaninglessness of life and the hafkeris of life. And everybody is crying about the many, many Jews and the many people who are committing suicide. Look in the note. You have the note there on the bottom. 1926 to 1928. Was a terrible, difficult time for Yisrael. Rabbi there are many Jews who lost their entire Pranasa during those years. And this and there were many, many instances of Jews committing suicide during those years, having lost everything. The Rebbe says so the so the world were all crying and were are brokenhearted about about what seems to be the meaninglessness of life. The people are the Jews, something which was never something which was was Almost unheard of amongst our people that there that there were people during this period that that had no hope and they and they were killing themselves. So the Rebbe says, but I'm also worried. I'm also heartbroken about the living, those who are living, who are killing themselves, who are slowly dying. He doesn't mean dying, Mamish. He means slowly dying. The Yiddishkeit is slowly dying. Their 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 connection their connection to to, to, to to all things that have always been important to them. is dying. Even though this Jew. Hasn't actually killed himself. Nonetheless he is dead. What does it mean? What does it mean this type of. Oh, I found the wrong button. No. What does it mean. What does it mean, this type of slow death or slow suicide? What does it mean? So he says that... Life isn't worth anything to the person anymore. He lost his time. Life doesn't have... You know, he goes through the motions because most people are not going to actually commit suicide, God forbid. But life has become cheap. It's become cheap and heft. It doesn't have any deep value to this person anymore whether I'm alive or I'm not alive, what's the difference, love doesn't make a difference, what am I going to do? What's the difference? I'm alive, I'm not alive at this point because of all that I've lost and all that's happened to me. There's no talk Many people feel this, God forbid, after someone that they love has passed away, Chas So this feeling of, what's the difference? So what am I going to do? I can't kill myself. I can't go, I can't jump into the, I can't jump into the cover together with this person. But uh, you're asking me, am I alive? I'm, I'm alive. I mean, in terms of, Physical functions, I'm, I'm, I'm functioning, I'm alive, I'm, I'm breathing, I eat, I get up in the morning, but I, I'm sure all of us have seen Jews who are physically alive, but, but when they lost, they've lost someone, after that, after that, it's really, uh, they're just going through the motions, they're not really alive. There's no, there's no chilik, lichyas, luchias, achas, achasila. Mitchila, the rabbi says, until now. Until now. Until now, the Rebbe says, the Yitzhar had to work very hard. The Yitzhar had to work very hard to bring a Jew to heresy, to reject, to reject the Judge and the Judgment, you know, not to, not to care about, not to care about halacha, not to care about living a Jewish life. The Yetzirah had to work very hard to bring a Jew to that point of Kvira. Until until a Jew would actually rebel against against Hashem. And it wasn't easy for the Sahar to accomplish this. And oftentimes the Sahar, more often the Sahar was unsuccessful in bringing a Jew to that point of Begidah. Of treason, of rebellion. V'ata, the after the Rebbe says, and now his very and now the Rebbe says, I look and I see, I see Jews who are not koifim. Now truthfully, on a large scale, this began after World War One. Jews who are not koifim, meaning that they're not heretics, they're not apikorsim. They're, they're not non-believers. These are people who, are, who believe in who believe in Hashem, and people who will make, you know who will make will make a kiddush Friday night. They believe in mitzvahs. They believe in Hashem, and they'll open a seder. They'll they'll daven. It used to be that there that there were there were a small minority of Jews who were not religious, and they were not religious. if they were not religious, meaning that their that their abandonment of Yiddishkeit was was, was with a belief. That was they believed that they didn't believe. They really believed that they didn't believe. But something had changed. They rabbi felt this change after the, the displacement of uh, of the Jewish communities and, and to a large extent the destruction of the yeshivas, which, after the World War One was terrible, what happened as a result of World War One and the and the uh, fragmentation of the communities and the separation between parents and children and many of the Jewish boys for years and years being taken away and so on. All of these events change something in in uh in history, in our history. When the Rabbi said Vapis Bay Nanti anoshim and Nash and Kaifer. They're not Kaifer. They're not atheists. But nevertheless, Vahulkin Bishrius Libon from this week's parasha. Vish Vishrius Libya. Hulk can Bishiri nevertheless, nevertheless, they go ahead and they do what their heart desires. Meaning they do all kinds of, all kinds of affairs, whatever it is. Chil Shabbos and Tarfis and Gil I mean, they're just going ahead. And these are people not kaifer. They believe in God. And they come from religious families. And they were raised probably in the right way. But, but, but for Hulk can nevertheless, they're, they're just giving in to whatever they want to do. They're doing what they want. Why is that? The Rebbe says. If it's not a religious issue, why is that? And everybody says the same thing now. The same thing now. There's, it's not a religious issue. With, um, <clears throat> with, with those, with the people who are, with the people who are, the young people in particular who are, who are no longer, or no longer able to live a life of paramisthus and feel that they have to leave. They even have, my son told me that in Yeshiva they already have a term off the D. Off the derech, they call it. Off the deep. And I thought the last week I heard such a thing that that you have that the you know you see. My son told me that that you know so many of the the boys that he grew up with he went to cheder with. I mean he he I gave an exaggerated uh, percentage, but, but you know but but he, he you know he was talking about some of his old friends, his buddies that he went to buddies that he went to school with. I mean from first grade till eighth grade, from, no from pre one A whatever they uh, pre natal when they start nowadays. So he started. So he went. He, these are these are friends of his from Chaita, that he grew up with, and he and he and he was going like over a list of, uh, of casualties of, of boys that, uh, like you know, he says I saw this one, and I remember the kid. You know, he's by us and this one is like this, and this one is there, and, I, and my my son told me I saw this one over here, and I, you know, it's, it's 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 hard to believe. It's not it's not the these are not these boys are not koyf from God forbid. <laughs> you think these boys are atheists? Well, what? As for Shalom. A lot of them can teach us a thing about Imunah. They're not Khaifah. They're not Khaifah. So what is this? But the whole is leave them But they're indulging. They want, to, they want to have a good time. So we talk about this often. There are many, many reasons for this. But the Rebbe says like this. <laughs> he says... The reason is not because of, it's not religious. It's not It's not because of atheism. It's not because of rejection of faith. It's because the Anokhi, the self-worth and self-esteem, has become cheap by them. anoichi the Anokhi, the, 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 the feeling of I, the feeling of self-worth and self-esteem, Huzal has become cheap and then Hufker and hefkir by them. Yomuz... De- whether well, he dies Yichir, he lives Ganeid and Gehenim it used to be you can get up in front of a group of Jews and say Rabbi say if we don't do tshuva we're all going to go to Gehenim and a thousand people start crying and they're crying and they're... if you look at the, if you look at some of these drushes from 300, 400 years ago from 200 years ago you look at these drushes, and it's described and, you, and, and we have stories about people screaming and crying you look at these drushes. what's the video? what's the you, know, you you wouldn't you wouldn't move a person these days. You, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't even touch a person these days. Like, you know, if a person says, you know, we're in the and what's going to be with us, and the whole island is screaming and crying and screaming. <clears throat> and nowadays, if someone gets up and says something, he says, speak for yourself, and don't bother me, and and, uh, and how do I get out of this shul, while this guy's talking. In those days, screaming and crying. Crying. So what's the pshat? He says nowadays he, the Rebbe says you tell these people who have no feeling of self-worth or self-esteem, tell them they're going to go to Gehenna. you tell them talking about about heaven, about hell, about death, about life. What does it mean with the drinking and the drugs? Obviously, a person who a person who's who's involved in these and all the listen, I'm not a psychologist. I don't know, but I've spoken to a lot of kids over the years and adults. The the, the drinking, the, the hefkaris, the 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 recklessness when it comes to even the driving. Come to driving, you get the, you get some of the some of the chevr, the way that they're driving the young people. it's like it's like every single time they get in the car it's, it's a little bit of suicide, no it's a little bit of suicide the way that they're driving and, and and if we're going if we go outside of the realms of our of our communities and you talk about the world at large, I mean hey it's one the world is like one big uh, one big suicide effort. That's what's going on. So everybody says it's not because of a loss of faith. Well, it's a loss of faith in oneself. It's, a, it, it, it's that the person no longer believes that Hashem has any shaykhistim and he doesn't have this feeling of self worth or self esteem. Whether he dies or he lives, doesn't make a difference to him. Why? He says, It's all become meaningless to this person because he doesn't have an anarchy. So if you tell him, you, my friend, are heading towards Gehenim, it's difference to me. There's, what do you mean I am heading towards Gehenim? It's not that he doesn't believe in Gehenim, he knows there's a Gehenim. He knows there's a Ghanaian. He just doesn't he doesn't feel that there's any there's any given it to him. There's no difference because there's not shy in that he shouldn't. It doesn't mean anything to him. He says, Yomus Ychanadin Gehenim Lemila whether you live or you die, whether you go to Gen Eden or Gehenna, that only that only makes a difference to your Anochi, to your eye, to yourself. The Hanochi, who's all the gets lost? But by this person, the Anochi is lost. He doesn't have any feeling of Anochi. <coughs> there is no Anochi. can die about. Therefore, it doesn't pay to think about this. it doesn't pay to think about these things. In other words, what's the point of taking care of this person if this person doesn't exist? Why should I waste my time? And you'll find that any of the Khavra that are going off the, the Dera, if someone else needs help, you don't think they help. You don't think they would run, or if there's a child or anybody that, well, no, they they're, Jew, they're wonderful Jews. They'll help anybody. They'll, they'll take care and they'll help But Messi is Why? Because Yehem, the other one, his life is, his life means something. My life doesn't mean anything. That's why. That's why. Uh, so from there. Is a peller that a person starts with the drinking of a drug. What's the peller? What's the peller? Well, you see a person, you see... And oftentimes, this is a simmon of how it begins. A simon, not always, but sometimes there's a simon sleeping and on and on. is sleeping and more sleep and more sleep. You know, on a Sunday, not getting up, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, you know? <clears throat> if someone, if, it, if it, you come to the parish of Shaduchim for your children... And someone tells the guys to to get ahead. He's go out to Goland and say that's very, very nice. Tell me something. What time does he come to davening in the morning? Find out when he gets to shul in the morning. And if you hear, you find out. And I had this a few times when we're looking into things. If you find out that he's that he finds himself some some uh, 10 o'clock minion, you know, uh, or 9:30 minion someplace because he lives in Bar Park or Muncie or Williamsburg. He's able to hop a minion something at 10 o'clock. Stay away. It's a very it's a very bad sign of what's to come. Very bad sign. <clears throat> and it's often connected to depression and many other things. Sorry, laziness is part of this place. That that you don't have to be you know to figure out that's la- but in terms of in terms of a, of a much deeper problem, in terms of a much much deeper problem. That's why I mentioned last night, I was talking to the heaven Queens, that I don't think that these minyanim are, are are a service to Klai Yisrael on a deeper level. I know it's a convenience for Klai Yisrael. Sometimes a person gets back to the airport and he needs a minion. And you have a person that's, that he's not well, so you, you know a mole. Someone ha- you know, so you have a nine o'clock minion, uh, something like that. But but as a way of life, as a way of life, I'll tell you the truth, when I drive through one of those neighborhoods and they should all be well and they see somebody walking with a towel of 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock and he's probably on his way, not coming back. <laughs> and I see that, that does not that's not, you know, people say, isn't that beautiful? By me, it's not beautiful. I'm glad he's putting on towels and film. But I, 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 I'd i be, I'd feel much better if he was on his way at 7 o'clock or 6.30 or 6 o'clock because it's, the, because it's the sign of a person who is also slowly, slowly chipping away at his life. Slowly chipping away at his life, huh? Hakanis, yeah, Hakanis. Naila, if, if you tell me that the guy's learning this for two hours and the mikveh, I have no problem with that. I, you know, that's fine. That's fine. I once went, went to a chasidish place in well and and and, uh, and Shabbos morning the davening was at, was at 10 o'clock. And there was no other, that, that was the, the best medrash. And I wanted to be in the best medrash for Shabbos at 10 o'clock. So am going to dive in at ten o'clock by, by me? That's already afternoon. By I wasn't raised that way. Ten o'clock, my father would bang on my door if it was, if it was on a, a, a Sunday. He stopped banging at six o'clock. He stopped banging. What are you lying in bed so late? What's the matter with you? <laughs> at six o'clock on a Sunday morning, I didn't. There was no chachamim. My father didn't care. I said, "Daddy, it's Sunday. Says, oh, there's no difference. There's no difference." My father, Sunday. So, so, uh, so they. So I was told, listen to you. But so I said, "What kind of things that to dive at ten o'clock?" No, us. You, you go to make food. Shabbos morning and then there's say this for two hours okay I like that that sounds great I was all excited I was I was all excited the next get talk I went there with maybe five people in this medrash out of hundreds yeah you know 20 after nine nine thirty you know slowly it's coming in what kind of what kind of said and I and I get up at seven thirty go to make sure come eight o'clock I'm all excited empty there's no one there. Just like the you know the old you know the, alte, the couple of Altayidim were there you know they, they probably were there from five o'clock the Altayidim but but the, so this this Indian you know, of this is also a simon, that a person's life if a person's life is meaningful then every minute is meaningful and he doesn't want to spend his life in bed those people spend their lives in bed every free minute they have isn't that the saddest thing guy what do you do on your vacation I slept you have free time Rebbe Nachum had a little free time. You had a little free time. That means you had time, you had time to do something important, that you didn't have to sit by some desk or on the phone or on the whole day uh, uh, with the email, the internet, the chavays at work, and all these different things. You had a little bit yishuvadas. So even though, I'm not saying that that i did not saying that you have to be learning, but at least to, to spend some time with your uh, a wife, or ch- a child, or do something. a tachlis, even and I tell my kids, in, I tell all the years my kids in school, even if you don't feel that you have the zitzvah, so read a, read a, an important book or something, do something but a person the whole thing is sleeping unless God forbid he's not well I'm not saying but if a person is well that's also what is it? life is life is meaningless like, like Rav Cook, when I spoke many times about how Rav Kook said about the whole world is falling apart then Yonah is sleeping at the bottom of the boat because why? because Yonah was running away from his tachlis Yonah, Yonah's life didn't mean anything to him at that point because he knew that he was running away because Hashem told him what he had to do and he was running away so you're running away so you go to sleep that's, that's, uh, sleep, is, sleep is a form of suicide when it's beyond the, the, the time that's necessary. Sleeping, in other words, sleeping as has some form of some form of uh rela- relaxing. I'm not saying to get to live a person has to sleep. And this is the this is of course the eight sahara of Amalek. Amalek is It means that a person somehow along the path, somewhere between between the time that he was born, some some time between when he was born and when he makes it to the end to Eshelai, some place in between the birth that the birth and 120, by the derech Asher Karacha happened. Asher Karacha, there was a coldness. There was something that happened, a Ruz bakol. That's why a coldness, and the and, and the Rebbe says that the Rebbe's not saying this is only during bad times, but something changed at that time. But this is during good times as well. This can happen during good times as well, when a person is huzal v'hufgratz la'achain, like where he doesn't have any anarchy. It could be of a person who's anoichi, whose sense of self-worth and self-esteem was destroyed by by uh, by abusive parents, by an abusive parent, that they lost their chesed, and and the person doesn't understand why is it that this one, when it comes to davening, when it comes to learning, when it comes to mitzvahs, it's not a religious issue. That's why I, I that's why I've often said. You t- you talk to listen. You have a non-religious person, and you want to impress him about guys, So you show him some fancy things and some codes. You know, you shake him up a little bit. You take him on a, a tour of the old city. You know, whatever. You give him the you know you give him a, you give him the, uh, the that uh, that that whole uh, awakening uh, parasha. Okay, that's good. You know, because there are people that possibly don't know. They don't know. They see something about Torah. They they never knew that there's, that there's something out there. But our meaning the people who, who know that there's a God and who were taught Torah Mitzvahs and, and and they're doing and they're going through the motions without any chiyas so they spend their time they come to shul until they finally get to shul and he has a special special suit for Shabbos nice suit and he comes to shul and he takes his kids to shul and he gets to shul he spends half of his time not talking not doing anything walking around you know uh, you see people the, you see a yeah, guy thousand tells him and Fixing things in the shul, you know, uh, the shelves or putting things away with the talisman film. I said, the dichter said, look, what a Jew, even 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 when he's putting things away, he he wants to have his talisman film on. But the truth is that these people, these people, they're not kai from God forbid. These are people who have 100% amun in Hashem. But the uh, anochi is at a low ebb. It's at a low in a low state because these people who are talking the whole time during davening. It's not because they don't believe in Hashem. It's because they don't feel that the Barani Shalom would in any way pay any attention to their tefillahs. Their, their life, it's not Kedai. That's why I've, I've always said that if they would see a tzaddik standing during davening and talking, they, these people would all be very upset. They'd be very upset. If they saw if they saw like they went someplace and a tzaddik is, is hopping a shmuz during davening. Or if you'd see, you'd be someplace and there's a Rebbe or a Shashire, that he's that he's uh, putting away things and, you know... Uh, and 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 uh, looking at his looking at his little Mashinkas during during davening, everybody would be upset. Why? Because it's sadik. What do you mean, sadik? It's sadik. So that, that connects to what we're saying in Chavdalit. But the way we're saying Chavdalet. See yourself as that sadik. See yourself as that sadik. And 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 the anoichis to strengthen the anechi, is the sense of self-worth and and, and self-esteem in oneself. In, in, in mela, if a person has self-worth and self-esteem, then he realizes that his davening makes a difference. His daveni makes a difference. And then when he says in, in, in Shamanes, that it helps to build Yerushalayim, and when he says to he's helping to free a Jew from some sort of a meitzah, God forbid, who's locked someplace with smoke in a room. Who knows? When you say, when you say, Men when you say when you say those words, but most Jews don't, if a person, if you would go to a, 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 a Yid, and you tell my friend, I want you to know, that if you say with all of your heart, if you say with all of your heart, if you say with all of your heart, there is a Jew that you're never going to meet, you're never going to meet this Jew, that there's a Jew, there's a Jew in the World Trade Center, who's going to be able to get down the staircase, because of what? Because of your, because of your, free Taka b'shoifah Hashem, free the Jewish people. And because of your, because of your Taka one one Jew is able to get down the staircase. That person wouldn't go to the mikveh and cry and pour his heart out and scream Ad Shemaim, Mister Shaila. Ad Shemaim, he'd scream. So, and he, he believes in Hashem as He would scream Ad Shemaim. It's his own life that he's not willing to, to to believe in. It's it's his own presence that means nothing to him. But if but if he would understand, if he would realize that his that his Baruch HaZayis is going to help get a Jew back on his feet. whose livelihood was decimated by the Tsars. And he says, Baruch HaZayis, Ventures with a good year. If you would know, if you would believe that, that your Tfilah makes a difference, that there's a Jew somewhere who lost his Parnosah, who lost every penny, and that because, you're, because this Jew was assigned to you, and you and the Shomus are somehow connected. And if you would say aleinu, baruch baruch even though you wouldn't, you'll never, you'll never meet the person, you'll never know about, and he'll never know that it was you. That because because of your tefillah, because of that shomer esrei, you were able to help the out that he was able to get a break, and he got that phone call, and and it worked out, and he was able to get a parnasa. But the person thinks, nah, it's not me. Who's of a So why should I doubt? Who's of a There's no Anokhi. So if there's no Anokhi, Me? Then there's no Anokhi Hashem if there's no Anochi, there's no Anochi. That's how it works for the Jew. If I don't have an Anochi, then then I don't care about the Anochi Hashem HaLokecha. That's what it means. Ve'ina by avuro krirus <laughs> There's a coldness. He's not talking about Jews that are not religious. He's not talking about someone that's not religious. Even someone that goes through the motions. But with a krirus, with such a coldness. With an emptiness. inside of himself, he feels nothing. The same person the same person he's not able to experience that passion, that warmth when it comes to relationships either. There's a back bakol. There's a coldness. There's a winter that's taken over his entire life because there's no anochi. And the Rebbe says, let's feel as bad for. We have to feel bad for these people, not just the ones who are physically killing themselves, but what about the Jews who are slowly, slowly dying? That they have to be brought back to life. Now, the next, the next thing we're not going to start now is one of the most remarkable. Paragraph that's found in all the writings of the Rebbe. It's let's just let's just read the first sentence, the, the heading, and then we'll continue with it next week. <laughs> he says, "I wonder, I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in wonder, in shock. Why is it that the Jews, when they go to Shalasudas, don't feel the same tumult as when they go to Kalnidre And the Rebbe, the, the Rebbe in Chavav is autobiographical, he's describing something, a thought, a feeling that he had once by Shalashudis that's absolutely unbelievable. That that was just Zoikhla that the Rebbe shared this with us. And I don't know if he if if he expected this to ever be written or to be seen by anybody, but something that the Rebbe himself went through that'll strengthen our connection to Shabbos Bakhlal and Shalashudis and Shalashudis Bifrat. good Shabbos and